So the big question is this, how do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. This episode is brought to you in full by Rebus University, the future of real estate training. Go now to www.rebusuniversity.com and use the coupon code ROCK for 20% off your first course. Double your commissions now with Rebus University. Okay, Rockstar Nation. Boy, I have a great guest today actually turning and we're going to do something very different than I've ever done before. You know, a lot of you guys have been asking about the top 10 podcasts that we had downloaded in 2017 and we created a list. And, you know, I always hate just kind of talking to myself in a monologue, never been a fan of that. So, I asked one of our more popular guests, Christine Lee, to come back on the show and kind of dialogue with me about the top 10. And uh, we're going to go through the top 10. And then in the last three, the top three, we're going we're gonna to dig deep into what made them so popular last year um, and what gave them the amount of downloads. So, Christine, welcome uh, to Real Estate Rockstars, and thanks for helping out with this. Yeah, let's have a blast. I'm eager to see uh, what you got in store for the top 10. It's going to be fun. Hey, why don't you just real quick tell everybody a little bit about yourself and, and how you're involved in real estate and that sort of thing. Yeah, well, you know, back in the day, I talk like I'm like 80 years old, um, but I had, a, I had a real estate team, did the whole mega agent, build your business up and, uh, you know, rock it out in the market. And as a part of building a team, there was some serious pains in uh, putting systems in place. And I kind of was very particular about it, happened to be a real estate geek combo. So I ended up creating my own solution called Seize the Market and our whole team ran on it. And uh, it came to a point where uh, I decided to make the switch over to uh, real estate technology purely. So using all my kind of experience and blunders in team building, I poured that into uh, technology. So now we have uh, millionaire systems available for uh, agents out there who want to grow their business. That's great. And how many agents do you have now using your software? Uh, about 500 plus or so. Okay. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. So um, we're gonna, we'll talk more about that at the end of this. But now uh, she's going to be my co-host and then helping me through this. So why don't you start at, at we'll start at number 10 and then you can just kind of walk me through it. How's that? All right. And I want to have fun here because I bought this off of Amazon. Oh, Totally wrong one. Hold on. It was drum roll. (laughs) There we go. There we go. All right. Wasn't expecting that, were you? All right. So number 10 is how to get listings in 2017 spending $0 with Aaron Wittenstein came in at number 10 with a total download of 6369 downloads. That's, That's pretty awesome. Yeah, so six over six thousand agents listen to that, and uh, you know that was a good show. I remember um, Aaron. Aaron's been on the show a couple of times, and he talked about you know his first two years in sales. Then he talked about you know two main tools. He he's a he's a killer when it comes to expireds. I mean, all his business is from the bottom up expireds. 
Yeah, and, and using attorneys. He talks a lot about using attorneys. I shouldn't say all his business. He gets a lot of business from expireds and a lot from attorneys. Yeah, and I don't know if you knew this, but Aaron's actually a client of ours at Season Market, and so oh, um, perfect. <laughs> he's a huge fan, been an amazing supporter. Yeah, and he's like expired king, so he that's that's his thing. I mean, he's got like uh, expired and calling just flowing through his veins. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, what was number nine? Number nine is succeed as a solo agent using social media systems and tenacity with Mark Simone. 64, 62 downloads. Yeah, and the cool thing about this one is, uh, Christine, is that, the, you know, Mark Simone, um, his father, Vito Simone, was uh, a big agent in Baltimore City, and then he decided to kind of uh, go into the business outside in the suburbs, and uh, he kind of, uh, you know, went from being like a, an agent on the team to a solo agent and built his business that way. So he has a lot of, you know, basic... Uh, hardcore advice on you know how to how to go out on your own and how to how to build a good business and be very very successful. Very cool, very cool. Now, Pat, do you want me uh, calling out the episode numbers on this? Do you think this would help the audience? Yeah, yeah, that'd be a great idea. So, what, what, right. what was where's Aaron Wittstein's episode number? Aaron Wittenstein was number four forty six. So you can go on. I know I was searching the uh, the website. And you can literally just put in the search bar the episode number, and then it's really good about popping it right up. I found it very easy to use. Yep, yep. And you can put the name. You can put anything in there. You can put Fizbo's expire. Anything you want to search for on that search bar, it's brilliant. Okay, so uh, so that was that. And then the actually the Mark Simone was four forty five, which is funny because you know sometimes what happens is if you do a good one, then uh, the one that follows it. I'm not going to take anything away from Aaron because it was a brilliant show, but the one that follows it sometimes benefits from that because it streams right into it. If someone's you know continue listening for more than say uh, a forty five minute drive or so or a half hour drive or so, so so that's really good. Okay, so what do we got for number eight? All right, episode 473 is how a single mom created an $80 million real estate business in her first two years with Amanda Todd. Dude, that's amazing. I love Amanda Todd. You know, she's amazing. Um, again, a, one of those episodes that's completely organic, right? Not a famous author or coach or anything like that with a big email list, just pure and simple, put it out there. People shared it on Facebook, shared it on social media, and, and she's killing it. Uh, she's been on the show several times. What episode number is that one? That is 473. Yeah. And, you know, you, you see single mom and you're like, dude, it's hard enough being a mom not being single as it is. And to do that and real estate, huge respect. Yeah. And she's only been in business two years. Her first year, she sold 52 houses <laughs> by herself with no help and three oh kids. God. I mean, who does that, right? I don't know. Oh, that's crazy. All right. Crazy. Awesome. All right. So number seven is episode 503, Master the Close and Earn More Commissions with uh, Alexis Bolin, Queen of Scripts and Dialogues. And that yeah, has 6, and 854 downloads. Look at that. 6854. Now, now, Alexis is great. I used to work with Alexis over at Howard Brinton's Star Power System, and she has always, always uh, been a master closer. I mean, the things that come out of her mouth are so brilliant. Like if you want to know how to go on a listing appointment and close it down or work with a buyer and close them down, get them to make a decision, listen to this episode like seven times, right? I mean, she is so good when it comes to words. Unbelievable. 
Some people have that talent. Uh, and, and, and a great negotiator too, you know, I mean, just asking the right questions and, and, and all of that stuff. Awesome. Uh, so number six is episode 526, maintain top of mind awareness for a dollar a day using Facebook ads with John Poley. And that had 7,475 downloads. It's crazy, right? A dollar a day. People don't realize that that's where the, that's where the most bang for their buck is. They're, they're, they're simply, you know, just not listening and just not aware of how good Facebook advertising is. I mean, really, if I was in the business today, I would take every cent spent anywhere and put it into Facebook ads and probably triple my business. Yeah, I mean, the amount of uh, targeting that you can do, especially, you know, with the SOI, it's it's pretty awesome with, again, a dollar a day. I mean, I think I was talking to somebody and they were like, oh, my budget is 50. And you're like, oh, my gosh, 50 bu bucks. He's talking 30. <laughs> it's actually right. less than that. So, all right. Number five is episode 469, One Solo Agent's Simple Secret to 100K in Monthly Commission and an 80% profit margin with Ricky Carruth. Yeah, yeah. All right. Ricky is a beast. I mean, an absolute beast. He, you know, he did 13 agents. I mean, 13 sales. Pen, th once. had 13 pending sales at once, uh -huh. you know, and, and no help. No admin help. I mean, just, just killing. No wonder he's got an 80% profit margin, right? <laughs> I mean, I mean is, it's, just, uh, it's just him. He's a one-man circus act when it, <laughs> with 13 transactions. Yeah, and it just makes sense. I, I think some people start from day one and they hire three people, right? It's the most ridiculous thing ever. I mean, everybody should follow the Ricky model and do it yourself first so you learn it and you keep so much more of the profit. And then after you're at, you know, I mean, he's doing 13 at once with no assistant. I mean, do five at once with no assistant <laughs> before you hire an assistant. Don't do one of those people that just goes out there and does one deal and thinks you need an assistant. I'm like, 13's, 13's um, a, a new bar there. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool. An item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox, full of items of utility simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox that's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999 that's toolbox to 444-999 All right, number four is episode 486, living hand-to-mouth to earning seven figures as a REMAX number one agent and finding meaning in life with Patrick Stracuzzi and his inspiring journey. Yeah, I love Patrick. Been friends with him for years. You know, I think what um, really hit home with this, to bring it all the way up to number four for the year, right, was just the fact that his stories 
were so inspirational. You know, here's a guy that gets hit by a Mack truck driving a Pontiac Fiero and it gets crushed to the point where his vocal cords are lost. So now he just whispers. And I think the whisper kind of makes people listen that real intense, you know? Oh my God. And uh, almost dies, right? Gets his last right, you know, read to him in the hospital. And then it comes back out, right? And at the time he was a construction worker and he couldn't work construction anymore. So he comes to become a real estate agent. And, and now he's selling million dollar homes every day. He's just doing tons of business. Got four kids. I think all four, three out of four of the kids are in the business with him. Um, and he's just a household name in Stort, Florida. And, uh, uh, again, a very organic episode where people were just passing this one along, you know, a top agent at Remax. Obviously, a lot of the Remax offices were passing this one along, getting their agents to listen to it. Uh, just just very inspirational. Yeah, and that one had 7,793 downloads. So we're creeping up there at the 8K mark. So he's right under that. So, I mean, I guess he's one of the few people that uh, if someone says, man, I feel like I got hit by a Mack truck, and he can literally say, well, I know what that feels like. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So number three is episode 456, Master of Persuasion, Ross Jeffries shares exactly how you will win over sellers and buyers and make more money in real estate. And that was number three at 8,064 downloads. Woo. So, uh, you know, this one was interesting one because he reached out to me. I, you know, here's the weird thing. And, and I want to see what you thought of this, Christine, because, you know, uh, you know, I knew who he was because I went to a seminar one time on, on uh, writing books. And the guy, uh, Neil Strauss, who actually wrote a book, several books about his time spent with Ross Jeffries in the pickup artist community where these guys were professional pickup artists that picked up, you know, one, two girls a day um, for years and perfected this trade. And he was actually, Will Ferrell played him in Wedding Crashers. Um, Tom Cruise played him in Magnolia. So, you know, this is a guy who's had like the best of the best actors portray him (laughs) and as a pickup artist, right? And essentially a hypnotist, right? And um, like it or not, it's, it, it works. And he was teaching us how to hypnotize subtly through neurolinguistic programming, buyers and sellers. And uh, for me, it was fascinating. I, 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 had, I had seen Neil Strauss speak, and then he had given out his books, and I read the book. And, you know, I've been married 25 years, so I, w- I wasn't going to run out there and start uh, picking up chicks and try to uh, uh, utilize the information in his book. But it was fascinating uh, how he put it all together and, and how well it worked. And I know that people have actually heard him on this episode and sign him up for team training, men and women, because now he's training real estate agents and salespeople how to use it, right? Um, because the gig is up on it. Like uh, once the book came out, everybody knew, you know, that that was a scam. Well, I guess at some point uh, they knew it was a scam or a lot of the girls who frequent bars knew it was a scam or had heard the lines before. But anyways, uh, and now he's older. And he probably is out of the game. So anyway, so it's very interesting. And uh, what would you think of this episode? You know, what I thought was really powerful is for the agents that don't like being quote unquote salesy, right? Because you hear that all the time. Oh, I don't want to be salesy. It's a way where you can 
You can persuade without being all pitchy. Everything was very subtle. That's what I noticed. Very subtle, but also very specific on how you execute it. So it's not uh, something that, um, I mean, it's, it's very purposeful and obviously effective. And so applying this to your listing presentations and, you know, kind of helping the seller get out of their own way in their decision making, um, just the, the language that he would use, I think anybody can be comfortable saying it and not feel like a greasy used car salesman. Yeah, well, that's the key, right? I think that's why people shy away from scripts. I mean, mm -hmm. is because they think that, you know, um, they're going to sound like, like you said, a greasy car salesman. I mean, I like how, you know, he says things like, uh, you know, he teaches the hand of the pen. How he mm -hmm. says, you know, hand them the pen and nod your head. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Nod your head, right? I mean, that's, <laughs> that's bold without saying any word. And, and how he uses the word stop. As a uh -huh. man, how he would say, you know, and, and, and point to himself. He'd say things in the middle of the sentence, he'd stop. And then he'd get them to stop. And they said, imagine yourself with a professional agent like me and touch, touch himself or touch them. And how he would create an anchor on someone's wrist or someone's shoulder. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then say, you know, success is good. <laughs> touch him. And uh, I know you want to work with a successful touch him agent. And, you know, just basically going through in detail, you know, how to get a buyer to fall in love with you and, and not know why. <laughs> you know? I'm like, I was on his website and I'm like, holy crap, it worked. Because um, <laughs> you're like at the end, you said, hey, you know, and there's a bunch of embedded commands on his site, da -da -da, if you noticed. And I'm like. Son of a gun, he got me. <laughs> oh, is that right? You're like, hey. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and even the subtle, like, hey, you know, picking the right agent and then you, you're pointing to yourself, you know, those subtle nuances. And you know what? Maybe this is me, the uh, other practical side of me. The great thing about his practices, I'm always like, hope, uh, prepare for the worst, hope for the best. So in the prepare for the worst, let's say you totally messed this up, right? Like, it's so subtle, they won't even know. So, like, that's the safety net if you wanted to apply this. It's so subtle that if you mess it up, it's, like, pretty – I mean, it is very subtle because he even talks about you don't want it so obvious that, like, the conscious mind is picking up on it. So, you actually want to um, fly under the radar with these gestures and these the tones and the pauses. And so, hey, you know, for an agent who's like, hey, I really need to increase my conversion, let's just apply this pop it in there. Don't worry about being perfect because guess what? If you're not perfect at it, they won't know. It's totally yeah. safe. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And even if you're doing some of it, I mean, it only makes sense. It is a sales game, right? Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't you use sales techniques? And, and I mean, how do you feel about that? What, what was your first initial thought when you thought, you know, here's a guy who's going to essentially teach me to hypnotize people to get a listing? You know, I think uh, the important point is, let's say, let's just call it a superpower for a second here, right? You can use it for good or for evil. And for, I mean, we obviously are a proponent of using it for good. And if you believe in your services and you believe that, hey, if they don't list and hire you, then they are now up to the randomness of the market out there, which is not good odds. Then you have to fight for the right of that seller to have the best agent. So be the best, best agent and convince them, you know, at a high level, get the listing, get it sold, and they'll be happy. So that's part of the get them happy 
process. It's not letting them end up with a horrible agent that's going to not negotiate, not take care of them, and make them wish that they never want to buy another house again. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole neuro-linguistic programming, which is basically creating uh, what they call neuro-associations, which is, you know, like, let's say, you know, a good example is you have a dog, right? And, 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 you, and you see that dog or you think about that dog, you have this good feeling. That's a neuro-association, a positive association with the thought of the dog. A negative one would be like, let's say you're in a bad relationship and when you see them, you get a sickening feeling in your stomach, even though they haven't said anything or done anything, right? You just saw them. That's a neuro association. So his whole thing is creating these neuro associations that are positive. So a neuro association of success, a neuro association of sold, essentially in the people's minds through embedded commands right? And by pointing to himself and touching them. And, and it's really great to feel like a winner. You know what I mean? Like he sees the, the trophies of the kids in the, in, you know, in the house and being like, you know, it's really great to feel like a winner and touching them or touching his chest or, or whatever. And I'm not even thinking about him touching his chest, but then I'm thinking, yeah, he is a winner, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's pretty high level and you can tell he has so much knowledge in his brain and it's, it's just like this flood waiting to be uh, unleashed, but he gave us some really great nuggets on that episode of what can be applied as you're going for the close in the listing appointment. And here's the thing, we're going for the close anyways, right? So you can go for the close really poorly in random pieces that, you know, you're just kind of, you know, patchworking yourself, or you can go for the close effectively, which do you want? And this is a great opportunity to learn that and, uh, you know, make everybody a win-win. One of the agents from my certified listing agent course, Saul Z out of Chicago, Illinois, actually hired a neurolinguistic programmer, a professional, to come in and create a neuro association to the cell phone and the telephones in his office <laughs> to, to money versus fear like his agents were had this fear of picking up the phone and calling right so he actually had them come in and do a course where they touched the phones they touched their cell phones he linked right he anchored uh-huh. as ross talks about he anchored a neuro association of positivity of success of money not to himself like ross as recommending for the listing agent to do but to the telephone right? So that they would pick up the phone and prospect every day. And Saul says it worked. Really? Yeah. So like what, did you get any info on how well it worked? I mean, yeah, what? well, like you know, people would look at the, okay, time that, I mean, who, who wants a cold call, right? Time the prospect and uh-huh. they're like, Ugh. and they, they, they haven't prospected. No one has told them to go screw themselves, right? No one has told them <laughs> and no one has hung up on them. So there's no reason for them to have a neurosatiation that's negative to think, oh, I don't want to do that. I'm afraid. There's no reason for that other than in their mind. So he, he rechanneled it and re-anchored it. So they saw the phone just like you would see the happy dog. I'm excited to get on the phone. I have fun on the phone. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's fascinating. I've never heard of somebody bringing in an NLP expert to their team. Um, that's pretty cool. Very, very uh, creative of him. Yeah, it worked. Right? 
I love that. Okay. All right. So um, that was number three. So we're getting in the top three. We're, we're, gonna, we're going, as you can tell, we're going deep in these top three. I, I re-listened to them. Christine re-listened to them. So that's how we're going deep into these top threes. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool. An item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox, full of items of utility simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox that's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999 that's toolbox to 444-999 All right, so what was what was number two, Christine? Number two, episode 467, and it's flat broke to closing 188 homes with Daniel Beer, and uh, he shares his hard lessons and smart strategies for real estate success. So that one busted through the 8,100 mark, so it's 8,131 downloads. Well, now, you know, the, again, a cool thing about this is now Ross Jeffries is kind of famous. You know, he's got a little following. He's got a big following, whatever you want to call it. He's got a following, right? So, so some of that goes to promotion on his part. Now, Daniel Beers, on the other hand, you know, he's an agent, right? He's busy listing and selling houses. So he was able to get into the top three organically, right? Pure organics. People sharing, right? That's how someone gets 3,000 downloads and someone gets 8,000 downloads and they're both real estate agents without a following. They, it just gets passed around. Hey, check this out. Texted. Oh, you got to listen to this one. Um, This is one of the best ones, that sort of thing. So, you know, what, what did you learn from Daniel's episode? It's interesting. I think a lot of agents don't realize that, hey, you know, the concept of having hiring somebody where the business can grow into them, right? Because usually we see a lot of agents where the uh, business outgrew whoever they hired fairly quickly, and now it's painful again. And going through that and having the vision of what your business is going to look like to hire um, quality enough talent that wants to not only let the business grow into them, but, you know, drive it forward even more. So uh, that's, I think, uh, one of my favorite concepts from that episode. You know, I I like how he um, was totally focused on training his listing agents to make them beasts, right? Like like a lot of people, they're so caught up in training their buyer agents Mm -hmm. um, that the listing agents don't get much uh, training after, taking them on a couple of listing appointments with you when they first begin. Yeah, he went for like, what would you say, like 100-something days, like almost three months it sounded like, riding around with him on a a ton of listing appointments. Yeah, right. I mean, he really put them to the test, you know, and um, 
Um, another wild thing, you know, and again, this helps him because, you know, he's in a high-end market, right? His average sale price is 800 right? <laughs> But that being said, he still only pays his listing agents 10%, and he keeps 90%. So, so I don't care what the commission is. If you're, in a, you're, you're keeping 90%, your profit margin's massive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think he made a really good point about, it's not about the splits. I mean, you know, call it, you know, it's like, hey, you can have 100% of zero, it's still zero. And, you know, I think for most markets, if you can have a compensation structure that allows an agent to make six figures. In most markets, that's going to be like a hurrah win-win. And maybe in some really smaller markets, you can go lower, but you know where that like, oh my gosh, I kind of hit a jackpot as a salesperson number is. It might be 75, 100, you know, or, or 125. You work it backwards and say, hey, can I get them to that point? And if you focus on the end result, then the whole like split stuff is just noise. It's, it's very noisy. And it's very easy to just squelch that if you have the right mindset about it. And uh, I'm sure you've experienced it too, Pat, where someone's like, hey, what's your split? What's your split? Because that's what agents are trained to ask about. That's all they know. So they can't help themselves. And so if you uh, know how to handle it, then it's like, boop, like a literally a one or two sentence comment. And then you're off to what really matters, which is how much are they going to make and put in their pockets? Exactly. It's, it's like the old saying, they say, would you rather have 10% of a watermelon or <laughs> 50% of a grape? <laughs> Exactly. That's such a perfect analogy. So yeah, he did that masterfully. And, uh, and, you know, when you're talking about training the listing agent, I mean, not only did that person go with him to like a bajillion appointments, I forget the exact number, but I think um, he said like over 100. And then he script and role played with them every single day. It's not like, hey, go run away. Don't bother me practice and then come back. He's like boot camp style every single day. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and they love it mm-hmm. and he loves it, right? It serves both of them and they, and they won't join his team unless they can put up with that, unless they can treat it like a profession, right? Mm-hmm. Unless they can make it a career, mm-hmm. unless they can be treated like an employee. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like how he, you know, started in 2007, broke, broke as a $3 watch, no money. <laughs> right. And I said, well, how did you go? you know, to that, to like this massive pinnacle of where you are today. And he's like, slowly, 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 suddenly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's, uh, and then that's really the reality of it, right? Some people have this uh, notion that you got to like take off from the get go, but if he's building the right foundations now, and, and I'm sure you've seen it too. Some people do go at rapid speed, but underneath, there's not actually a foundation. And so then they actually have to back up to put all that, the rest of the foundation in place that's kind of like wobbling there. And then they can go exponentially again. And uh, with him, it looked like it sounded like he was building it correctly. So he feels more that slowly, slowly than suddenly pattern, which is fantastic. Yeah, I love it. And, and you know, another really cool thing, right, where, where he's really got it figured out, right? Is not only is he cranking out massive amounts of commissions and sales, but here he just up and left and got a high rise apartment with his family, with his wife and kids in New York city for a month, right? Over the summer. I mean, what a cool 
experience for him and his kids when you know in the summer they're out of school we're gonna go live in new york for a month see what it's like to live in a high-rise to take an elevator up and down to have a doorman to to you know go outside and have all these you know incredible uh items of culture uh, you know happening and things to do and and you know just be in a whole nother world for a month and uh, are you going to work? Well, if I have to, I'll just, you know, pop up my laptop on the Wi-Fi in the high-rise, right? I mean, like, like they don't need me physically to run this massive real estate team. Yeah, and he had an interesting word for it. He said, I'm going to put it to the stress test of doing that. And, and I like that. And so as agents who are looking to eventually not be in the day-to-day, -day, right, I think a great litmus test is, okay, if I put the stress test on it and I up and like left for 30 days, what's going to break? And then let's make sure those are in place. So always do like a mental virtual stress test on your team or company, your business, and see what parts you need to really straighten up because uh, that's when it really starts showing up when you're not there because it's like usually the, the um, producer, the rainmaker is this silent statue, this, this atlas underneath that's holding up all the things that are weak. And lo and behold, if you're not there, like uh, things start caving in and that is not a real business. Right. No, absolutely. And it, and it passed the stress test, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, here's a guy that sends out 32,000. Guys, listen to this. 32,000 postcards a month. Mm -hmm. Two entire zip codes. He blankets. Two entire zip codes. And, and, and he went on. He's so um, abundant thinking, not scarcity thinking. He went and in his show notes, and it's still there if you go to his show notes of, of the episode. Just pull up the episode and go to the show notes. But he basically put a copy of his postcard that he sends out, one of his most effective postcards, and um, the six areas for uh, mastering a business through farming and through how he's done it that, that he created. And, and a lot of people downloaded that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you'll see the postcard right there, the PDF. I, I checked it out myself, which is great because um, then you can give it to your designer or whoever and say, hey, I want it to look like that. It works. And I thought, okay, this is one thing that was always a uh, – it was a big gotcha moment for me when I uh, was farming and really started talking to some master farmers, right? And he went over this in the episode, and he said – now, I came in with the idea that, oh, you know, 12 direct once a month. Not at all, right? When you first start, you're hitting them up, especially in the seasons that are coming up, uh, such as the uh, January, February, and March, where that you have to build that impression of being in the expert and being top of mind. Uh, the master farmers kind of double down on that and will send as high as four times a month or anywhere from two to four times a month. And then the rest of the time, it's, it's not uncommon to see that twice a month. And maybe during like the times that you know are dry spells, they might back off to one. But that type of, it's, it's way beyond 12 direct, you know? And, and I don't know if you've heard that too from other like master farmers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, definitely. You definitely got to stay top of mind because you don't know when they're going to throw it out and when they're going to pick it up. And, you know, people make funny decisions at funny times. And, and so you just got to keep going. And it's consistency. I mean, I know that in my business, I, there were times where I really regretted 
uh, stopping my farming. Like at one point we were going so much in radio and television that we um, decided, you know what, let's not send out these anymore. And we lost out on some decent neighborhoods that we had locked up for for years, right? Mm -hmm. Just through monthly farming or, or, or biweekly farming. And, um, and so anyway, so yeah, you can never, it's a, it's a consistency game, just like farming is, right? I mean, you got to keep plowing the fields, you know? Yep. And it's interesting because uh, some people are, are saying, oh, you know, direct mail is dead and, and whatnot. But here's the thing. There's still a ratio that comes out of that. You can see people still spend tons of money on it. That doesn't mean, you know, I'm not invalidating digital by any means because that's huge too. But can you ignore your mailbox right now as digital yeah, as we are? You still get mail and you still got to look at this stuff. I still get mail. I don't want to. I wish I didn't have to, but we all do. So as outdated as we want to label it, we still have to check our stinking mailbox and so does everybody else. Yeah. No, absolutely. All right, cool. Well, well, what was the number one downloaded episode for real estate rock stars in 2017, Christine? <laughs> okay, so number one is episode 482 with David Osborne, and it goes from mom's real estate assistant to Keller Williams' top broker, with nine billion in sales, yes, that is a billion with a B. Wow, that's that's so great. I haven't texted him yet, but I am going to text him and tell him. You know, David's a buddy of mine, and I've known him for twenty years. And uh, of course, he he was coming out with his book, A Wealth Can't Wait, which I have right here, and I was going to use it as a guide for this conversation. But uh, you know, he's always got so much to say. We could have made that episode three hours. Uh -huh. Which actually, is, there's something very interesting about these top three episodes that I need to pay attention to. All three of these episodes were almost an hour long. And a lot of these episodes we, we try to do in half an hour. And we've been getting a lot of comments on, uh, they give us five stars on iTunes, but then they say, go longer than a half an hour. And uh, so it's funny, right, that the top three are all about an hour long. Fascinating. Yeah. You think in this age of, you know, on the go and, you know, keep it short and snappy and don't drag it on that you would think people would like the shorter ones first. So, hey, goes to show you, hey, content is king, right? It doesn't matter short, long, whatever. As long as it's good stuff, it's, it's good stuff. It speaks for itself. So what were your favorite parts, Christine, about this episode? Gosh, he, he had so many nuggets. Um, at the end, he had things about um, the uh, mentorship and how important that is. Um, one thing, actually, that I liked towards the beginning was how he started talking about how a real estate agent, because you hear at some point a real estate agent wants to, quote, unquote, get out, um, or they don't want to be part of the daily grind. I mean, that, yeah, I yeah, get out of the rat race. I did it, and, and so did he, so yeah. Yeah. And um, for a real estate agent to not look at this as a vehicle for funding their retirement in terms of buying assets is wasted knowledge and talent. Every agent should be, maybe I'm going a little far with this, brainwashed, right? To look at building their assets through real estate property, finding ways to purchase it, whether it's, you know, there's so many different ways. If you know how to find good property, you can find the money. And if agents can really understand that, then every agent can start building for their retirement in a way that probably corporate could never get, uh, provide for them. 
uh, in a more stable and reliable and in their hands, in their control type of way. And I actually thought that was pretty good reminder on the knowledge that everybody has, but man, it just goes to waste. Like agents don't think like that. And then they're in the daily grind all the time and wondering how they can get out. And there's a way out. It's, it's right in front of them. Yeah. And they just have to do it. You know, I, I mean, I have that same regret. There was a, you know, a period in the nineties where, you know, the market was mass. It was just flat, right? It didn't have a go up. It didn't go down. It was just flat. Right. And I didn't buy, I bought, I bought a house and I think I bought two houses, right? And my, I should have bought, you know, a house a year, two houses a year mm-hmm. and I just sat on them and just mm-hmm. kept them, you know, but mm-hmm. nobody was buying. So, you know, nobody was buying a ton of rental property. So of course I didn't either, but I should have. And I think a lot of people have regrets that they don't just dollar cost average house buys like they do with a retirement plan or with the stock mm-hmm. market. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know I can think of uh, uh, some properties where I'm like, yeah, I wish I held on to that. <laughs> and, uh, I, I know that feeling. And, you know, it's uh, and it, whether the market is flat or not, it's like, dude, there's deals on on the MLS, you know, and I know off market is kind of where you can reliably get more stuff. But I mean, actually, so in this hot market right now, I'm uh, I was also kind of thinking, OK, you know, the hot deals are already, you know, people are all over it. Well, I have um, a couple of uh, buddies here that are really started uh, mining it. You know, they've been kind of hibernating with their investment for a little bit. And they're like, okay, we need to get cranked back up. They just found a a deal where it was just, I don't know. You know what? Agents underpriced stuff, okay? There was an example where an agent underpriced it where um, it was, the agent thought it was a single lot on the waterfront, and but it's a double lot. And once my buddy found out about it, put an offer in right away. Now it's sold, but it's value. The margin there was like a couple hundred thousand dollars easy, like over 50% of the property value. Like it was a treasure chest gold mine. And yeah, uh, it's- so, so you should always be looking. And it's like David said in this interview, always be looking at deals. Even if you don't plan on buying one, just, you know, you know, look at deals. And he, he and I did this together. We had a, a period of time where, Every day we would analyze five deals, right? And have to show each other the, the analysis of them. You know, what's mm-hmm. the cash on cash of this? What's the cash on cash of that? And he's like, always be looking at deals. Always be, always be finding new deals, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I think that was, that's a brilliant part. And I like how he talked about this story. And of course, Gary Keller's his mentor, right? I mean, how lucky is that? You have a billionaire <laughs> for a mentor. So, so Gary took him up at a young age. And uh, ba- basically, uh, out of college, 23, 24 years old, and, and started mentoring him. And, and, and I like the story that he tells about um, when the market crashed mm-hmm. and what Gary tr- started to do while, uh, or Gary along with him started to do while other big companies were doing the opposite. Do you remember that? Yeah, they started grabbing market share. It was go time for them. And it's... Uh- completely opposite of what everybody else wants to do because they want to go in their corner and hide and just kind of like let the wave pass and try to just barely survive. And they just went out guns blazing and uh, just took market share. Yeah. And the, and the same could be said for people in, in investing. I mean, everybody wishes they had invested more in, you know, 2008, 2009, 2010, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, actually, so that probably one of the most fun times for me in investing because I, um, you know, got an investment partner and that was when everybody was just 
scared, like didn't want to put an offer. And these banks were just dying to get rid of property. Oh my gosh. It was like shooting fish in a barrel. It hasn't been the same since that year because the market has recovered. But when you have that mindset, you can have tons of fun. It is fun. Like I want that moment to come back just from the standpoint of you can grab so many opportunities and uh, it's a different mindset, you know, running scared versus like charging towards it, but it's perspective, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and, and you know, quite frankly, that's how he picked up um, some of the regions that, uh, that Keller Williams has 30 regions, right? Um, mm-hmm. And that's it, right? 30 regions in, in the United States and Canada. And uh, he, he has five, he's involved in five, and, and he was able to pick up some of these during that time because the owners of the regions were like, you know, these things aren't profiting like they once were and I'm going to get out. And I think people tend to think things are going to get worse when things are bad. And of course, they tend to think things are going to get better when things are good, right? <laughs> it's, a, it's just a natural thing. So, so what Gary told him to do was you go full force, you go full out when things are bad. And uh, he started picking up, you know, he picked up a couple more of these regions, picked up a couple more offices, um, and um, just started going high charging because he saw it as an opportunity to pick up agents that were disgruntled and blaming their broker because they couldn't sell anything. Yep. And just imagine the feeling of going against the grain, against the natural reaction right? I mean, it takes some guts to do that because it's not a small commitment. And, you know, I would be curious as to, hey, what is the line and what are some factors in there of when you're going against the grain and you're doing what's not the opposite of intuitive, you know, what makes it a good decision and a not so good one? And obviously he had fantastic advice and uh, he had somebody who knew what they were doing that he can trust. I guess that's one of them. <laughs> that's, a, that's an important factor. Um, what else, uh, you know, is there to consider? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, he knows how to, going back to what you said earlier about the mentor thing, you know, he knows how to surround himself. There's an old cliche, which is, you know, surround is, uh, you are the average of the five people you hang around the most, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, David's a master of that, right? Like he, like he right now is opening a private equity firm. And so he found a guy in Austin, Texas who has you know, one of the biggest private equity firms and found uh, several other people with private equity firms and started courting them, right? Talking to them, sending them thank you notes, donating money to the charities that they, that they believe in and getting thank you notes for the donation and things like that from the people. And then created his own mastermind of billionaires essentially. Right. And, and uh, he's done that his whole life, whether it be, you know, real estate brokers that are on, uh, achieving on a high level, real estate regional owners that are achieving on a high level, real estate investors that are achieving on a high level, apartment owners that are achieving on a high level, and, and finding several of them and then befriending them. And he talks about how do you befriend somebody, and it's, it's as simple as, as, as treating them nice and treating them with respect, right? Treating them like family, essentially. And, and it just it's becoming to them. Even if they know that you're below them, if you respect them and you do what they say, which is key, right? If somebody mm-hmm. gives you advice and you don't take it as a mentee, they're not going to give you advice again, 
right? But if you take it and you say, hey, I did what you said and I signed up for that and I did that and I did that, thank you so much, then they're much more apt to give you more. And he's a master at that, of the mentor-mentee relationship. You make a really great point. The biggest reward you can give a mentor because really they have no incentive to help you from an all practical standpoint, right? It's a pure giving on their part, which a lot of people have. The biggest fattest, juiciest thank you you can give a mentor is to do what they say and let them know how much you appreciate them and let them know that you did it. Like that's, that's the reward. That's why they're doing it. And, um, you know, I've talked to a good number of people that you, you would think that, you know, or people are typically afraid of going up to, and they even leave open doors of, Hey, you can reach out, you know, I'm here to give advice or, or whatever. Like they leave the door open. They're like, Christine, do you know how many times they actually reach out to me? They're like one to 2% of the time. It's, it's, it's staggeringly low. And I've heard that enough where I realize that most of the people are afraid to reach out to their mentors. It's kind of like, prospecting, right? What's the worst they can say? What are they going to say to you? Right. Aside from no. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the thing, like you didn't have them as a client when you made the call. So if you didn't <laughs> have them as a client, when you finished the call, you didn't lose anything. You're, you're net even. You're still right. at zero, right? It's not like you're at negative one. You're at zero because you had nothing when you made the call. And the same thing as a, a mentor. I have people all the time um, say, can, will you be my mentor? And, I'll, and my standard answer is just follow me on social media and keep in touch, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. None of them do. I mean, they mm -hmm. follow me on social media and they'll stalk me. And then I guess to them, that, uh, and I'm using that as a funny word, right? Mm -hmm. they, they follow me on social media, and, and, which is a great way for them to, to well, follow me, <laughs> to, to stay in <laughs> touch. Uh -huh. But fairly rare, rarely do they say, hey, Pat, give me three books that I should read today. Or, hey, mm -hmm. Pat. Tell me exactly what to do and I'll do it. Almost never does that happen. Right, right. And so, yeah, following through with a, what a mentor says and actually going after some mentors, call it millionaire prospecting, right? I mean, you're literally prospecting millionaires or billionaires, however, you know, high up you want to take that. And yeah, you might get eight no's, but if you got two yeses out of 10, I'll consider that a jackpot. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's essentially what he did. You know, he talks about being 23 years old and his mom and Gary, his mom was the number six agent um, in Keller Williams. Now it's 160,000. And his mom told him, hey, you should, if you're not going to sell, if you don't want to sell, you need to start buying some offices. And she's just like, go talk to all the successful people that you can in, um, in the Texas area and start opening offices and say this and say that. And that sort of thing. And he just did it. And uh, look at him now. Next thing you know, he's, you know, Jed's a billionaire, you know, or whatever, you know, he's not a billionaire yet. I won't give him that, but he does have his own private <laughs> plane and, and he's doing quite well. So it was, a, it was a joy to have him on and it's a joy to watch his book. Wealth can't wait, you know, soar to the top of all the New York times bestseller and all the lists like that. When we did the episode, it was, it was the first day uh, that it came out and, um, and it's still selling uh, very well. As a matter of fact, uh, my personal trainer who I was with this morning was telling me, hey, I'm just finishing up David's book and uh, it's really good. So it's, it's still getting a lot of press. Yeah, and um, you know, and there's different networks out there too that are designed for mentorship that can allow you to plug into a network 
and uh, fosters an environment of people who want to grow into that. And um, I do want to, you know, kind of give kudos out to, you know, M1. I know you're familiar with them with, with Rock yeah, Thomas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's a very mi- millionaire mindset nurturing environment um, that I'm a part of and I didn't know was out there, you know, and you're able to connect with a lot of like-minded people who are crushing it and um, at different levels in their career. And, you know, hey, being a millionaire mindset is like almost like the minimum criteria. So imagine the conversation there versus maybe, you know, some of the ones that you might have locally, which is more blase, blase. So there's resources and networks out there that I think you can plug yourself into um, to raise your, you know, mindset. No, absolutely. And, and what uh, Christine is talking about is M1. It's uh, inside the M1.com. And uh, David and I actually started GoBundance. And shortly thereafter, we hooked up with Rock Thomas, who, who basically created the under level of GoBundance. Uh, GoBundance is a mastermind, uh, say, for businessmen. It's kind of a, a businessman a mastermind for millionaires plus. And if you want to be a millionaire, and M1 means the first million, you join M1 to build yourself into a GoBundance level status. And Christine joined, and she's getting a lot out of that. As a matter of fact, I'm going to put a link to M1, and you can ask Christine as an, an outsider, someone who doesn't get paid by it, um, what she thinks of it and that sort of thing. I'm going to put all of Christine's contact information. If you guys want to reach out, I'm going to put the link to Seize the Market, uh, her company, um, in there as well. And Christine, listen, thanks so much for coming on. It's so much easier to do this. Uh, with a partner and, and you did a great job and I really appreciate you coming on and, and helping me out with this. Yeah, no, it's been fun. And you know, there's God, you know, you did 400, you're what, five, 600 episodes now. Wow. A lot of uh, blood, sweat and commitment, tears, no tears, tears of joy, <laughs> tears of celebration, uh, but you got some amazing stories and nuggets. And I mean, if you stopped today, which that's not what I'm advocating, but you can go back to your 600 plus episodes and there's so much value and wealth just sitting there to be learned. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks. Thanks for that. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's great to go back like this, right? Because there's, you know, and people want to go back. They, they don't know how. I have had people go back and listen to all 600, believe it or not. They put it on 2X and they listen to all of them. Um, but this is a great way to go back if you're, a new, if you're a new listener and this is your first episode or you've only heard three or four, go back to the top 10 that, that we, just, we just listed out here. As a matter of fact, what I'll do in the show notes of this episode, um, we're going to put all of these on there. Right? How about that? We'll put all of them in the show notes so you guys can download the top 10 episodes of 2017 and you can just start listening to those one by one put them on 2x you can knock them out in a week and uh, man you'll get so much free value out of just that yep and get your note and pad ready because you're going to definitely want to write some stuff down uh because i i was i was like oh what's that nugget let's uh rewind 30 seconds there so it's really really good stuff and guys, listen, I didn't get a chance to talk uh, to Christine about her free gift that she's giving to the toolbox. And as you know, everyone must bring a free gift. So Christine's free gift is a really cool template. It is a success scorecard uh, that you can use uh, for goal setting activities and to figure out where your strengths and weaknesses are 
figure out where you're losing commissions and where you're gaining commissions. It's kind of like, I want more of this and less of that. And uh, you want less of something if it's uh, costing you money. Um, so anyways, it's a 10-page document. It's, it's great. I did it myself. The success scorecard master sheet is included at hybendigital.com backslash top 1018. Hybendigital.com backslash top 1018. And also on the agent success toolbox by texting the word toolbox to 444-999 or simply going to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. Well, thanks, Christine. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks. Talk to you later. Bye. This episode is brought to you in full by Rebus University, the future of real estate training. Go now to www.rebusuniversity.com and use the coupon code ROCK for 20% off your first course. Double your commissions now with Rebus University. Thank you for turning into Real Estate Rockstars. Please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you may be listening. If you haven't already, please give us a review. I don't care whether it's a one-star review or a five-star review. We eat feedback for breakfast and we need your reviews. Also, the more reviews we get, the better our guests become. Thanks again for listening and find me on social media simply by typing in my name. I'm Pat Hyben and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.